everyone. Thanks for joining us on the SBP podcast, The Voice of Mobile Film. I'm your host, Susie Botello, and you are listening to episode 31. We're going to talk to one of the filmmakers from this year's International Mobile Film Festival in San Diego, Seth Dacio. Seth is from San Diego, and he spent the entire weekend participating in the film festival. The thing is, Seth just graduated from high school, but through this podcast, with a one-on-one with him, we found out that he has 30 years experience in the industry. How does that happen? Well, listen to the podcast to find out, and if you're ready to be inspired, let's go. everybody welcome to the SBP podcast here in San Diego with Seth Dacio uh, from San Diego as I just said Seth was uh, one of the filmmakers in our pod- in our podcast in our uh, international mobile film festival um, in April last April how you doing Seth I'm good yeah um, so I uh, wanted to talk to Seth and, you know, I went and looked at your website, Seth, and one of the first things that struck me, uh, <laughs> you are 18 years old and your websites, you have a rap sheet, basically, <laughs> that's yeah. like a 30-year-old doesn't even have yet, you know? Um, first of all, the thing that struck, you know, just stood out to me was, says you're an FAA certified drone pilot. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, what did you just start when you were like what five? <laughs> no, no, um, uh, maybe two years ago, uh, t- almost exactly two years ago, they um announced the um certification for drone pilots. Um, uh, I was already like a fun hobbyist drone pilot at that time, and uh, I just decided like, oh, I, I could become a certified pilot so I could be able to make uh, uh, videos through drones to put my films that could possibly make profit in the future if I wanted to um but yeah my, my main goal was to uh get the drone certification to be able to um legally be able to put my drone footage into my films that's freaking amazing <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like wow he's 18 he's already a drone pilot and uh you know like certified and everything you know I I love that um I don't get to talk to Many people your age that have so much of a background, you know. I was, Thank you. I was reading your your bio, and I was like, "You're you're really gonna inspire a lot of people, and hopefully younger people too." Because, um, you know, you you obviously just like what you just said about the pilot's license, right? About the well, not the pilot's license, but the the drone license um, that you know, you, it came out. So you just went for it right away. Like, Hey, got to get that. You know, you don't want to have any limitations, right? Yeah. So that's pretty awesome. And then I was reading your bio and it says, uh, I've edited videos for family fun magazine, social media, and then I've created videos for weddings, photo montages, short films, small companies, uh, such as Vestra Verba and upgrade. 
And and then I also, on top of all that, now, again, guys, he's 18. <laughs> I interned in the film industry at Eugene Scott Productions Incorporated, and I created videos for Poway Unified School District. I'm like, holy cow, Seth. So we can't obviously go back. I like to start, you know, these podcasts with, you know, with our guests by having them go back, you know, to the beginning. I mean, you're 18, so it's not like we can go back 20 years, <laughs> you know. But um, but how about that you at least share with me when, because obviously you're very focused and you made a decision that this is the industry, the video and film that you want to go, go into. I mean, yeah. you have plenty of time to change your mind, <laughs> yeah. you know, obviously. Um, but what was it or was it something or how did that work out for you that you decided – at such a young age, which I, I hope you'll share, maybe it was eight years old or something. I have no idea. But when did you decide this is what you wanted to do and what did that for you? Okay, yeah, sure. Um, it was like very well back. It's a long, kind of a long story, kind of. Um, That's okay. It started when I was around maybe second or first grade, I think. Um, me and my family were in like, the mall. Um, me and my first sisters were having like, just playing around in the mall. And I guess one of the workers at one of the stores was a uh, um, talent agency recruiter or something like that. And then uh, she invited us to um, uh, be a part of the Hollywood group or something like that. I forgot. Um, but uh, we, we did that and I became a background actor maybe around um, seven or eight. And then uh, I background acted for like uh, Lie to Me TV show, um, The Cleaners, um, Bones, and wow. uh, after, like, when I was in the experience in being a background actor, um, uh, I was more interested in what the director was doing, what the cameraman was doing. I was, I was looking more at what the camera was, the the stage of, like, the Lie to Me um, set, rather than uh, being, I, I, I don't know, I just had I, the technical side of the um, TV, of filming that TV series that was in the background actor as um, interested or was more fascinating to me. Um, so like I, 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 I didn't, well, technically I, I didn't, sorry, uh, I, I, I decided not to um, continue background acting, uh, maybe uh, fourth or fifth grade. And I decided to just create my own videos um, with my sisters and my family. Um, we started creating videos, fun videos on iMovie 09 with like a, uh, a cheap camera from uh, a tiny and cheap camera from uh, a Toys R Us. Oh, cool. And then, um, yeah, and then ever since then, ever since fourth grade, I started making my own videos and then uh, started practicing, practicing, and eventually started making videos for um, more bigger events like weddings, uh, photo montages for uh, family and friends, um, creating my own short films. And uh, small companies like Vester Verbrun Upgrade, um, that's like a, my school's like small business uh, companies. Yeah. Um, internet, Eugene Scott Productions. Uh, uh, I, um, I, I got the opportunity uh, because um, my sister was uh, basketball teammates with um, uh, Scott, who's part of Eugene Scott Productions. Um, his daughter was my sister's basketball teammate, so we that's how we met. Um, and we would 
uh, he, I asked him if I could be a part of the team and help him out as an intern. And he said, yeah. So we went on to create, uh, I, I went on to um, uh, PA most of his uh, work when he was a cinematographer, like um, Hazuki uh, infomercial. We made a Hazuki glasses infomercial. Nice. I was PA. It was like 50 crew members. Wow. Um, and then another one was like Comic-Con from 2016, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it was for Sky TV. Um, we interviewed um, PA, We interviewed like um, uh, DC TV shows like Arrow and Supergirl for uh, Sky TV's like uh. Um, DC fan show or something. I, f- I forgot. Uh, but um, yeah, as and then also um, Power Unified School District. Um, I was interned for my senior. Year. Uh, we've I, I already ended my internship maybe a couple weeks ago, but. Um, for maybe about 10 months uh, we created videos every single month uh showcasing the excellence of education of our school district like we would show um middle school students going to uh, a qualcomm event where they uh, would um create things there at the at qualcomm uh one of qualcomm's uh buildings um another one would be like uh the the ambassadors of our high schools throughout the school district and what they have done for the community but yeah the stuff like that to showcase um the school district and promoting it like promotional like uh promo videos basically yeah like it's like promo plus like documentary plus news yeah yeah those are very popular that's actually my specialty um, oh. Yeah, in my in my career, anyways, and working in community promotional videos, and they do they're they're kind of like small documentaries because you want to document yeah. basically what happens in the community, and you want to emphasize, you know, like uh, the hardships and the the struggles and the the inspiring stuff too, you know, like like when someone goes from A to C, you know, A B C type thing, and. You're going, somebody yeah. who began here and then they went there and you're showing successes and you're interviewing people. And sometimes you spend a lot of time uh, interviewing somebody and you learn so much, you know, and then they only use a little bit here and a little bit there. But um, when you're editing or when you're even a part of that interview, even if you're just holding the boon or, 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 you know, helping out with the lights or behind the camera, whatever it is. You're listening to them talk about what it is they do, and you learn from it. And those are things you probably just don't forget any of those stories, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you learn a lot that way. Um, I think it's awesome, especially at a young age, that you got all that experience because you know pretty much a little bit about a lot of things, right? Now that you, most people your age probably, well, I wouldn't say most people, uh, but I would say a lot of people, even my age, don't even know about, right? Yeah. And I'm like 100. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's amazing, uh, all that all that you've done already. And so, um, I mean, I looked at the portfolio part of your website. Uh, what is your website? It's sethdasio.com, right? Uh, uh, sethdfilms.com. 
sethdfilms.com. Okay, everybody yeah. go there. Um, because you look at your portfolio, and I literally counted the number of videos that are on there right now. As of right now, you've got one per year of your age. There are 18 <laughs> videos on there. <laughs> That's I expected to see, you know, a few, but I was just scrolling all the way down going, oh, my God, he's got, like, all these videos on there already, and they look great, you Thank know? You. Um, and, uh, yeah, and good quality stuff. There's also the video that you made, the travel video, basically, that you made, uh, the film that you made for the film festival. And, um, I do want to take a little bit of time to talk about that, um, in a minute here, but I want to know a little more, like, uh, when you said you were in your, um, in your, uh, what is it? The background acting. And, yeah. you, and you were there and you were basically what captured your attention more than your experience as an actor was the tech side and the, the background stuff, the behind the scenes stuff, right? Yeah, like um, the directors interacting with like the cinematographers and the camera operators and the set designers. Yeah. Yeah. And so did you mention to any one of them? I mean, did you actually approach like, say, the camera guy and, and have a conversation and hey, what's all that, and how do you do that, and did they know you were interested? Oh, no, I was too intimidated, because, like, I'm only, like, maybe, like, seven wow. <laughs> or eight, and then, I, I don't know, I, I I was, like, more, I just wanted, like, just see from the, from far away, because, like, they looked very professional. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and, and it was professional, I'm sure, um, but I think they would have, um, you know, my advice to you would be, especially at, at your young age, never be afraid to to approach um, anyone on a professional level um, yeah. as, as someone who's learning because they are so, most people, especially in this industry, are so open to, you know, not <laughs> not when they say action or right when they're like, seriously setting up something where it's, you've only got five minutes or something to go on air or, or you know, to, to do the, you know, run, um, the shows or, or videos or whatever, but, you know, just in, in before, like maybe even going there a little earlier, you know, while they're, you know, putting together C stands and stuff like that. And, and, uh, and approach them and just say, you know, this, this is really interesting. How do you do this? Do you mind if I ask you a question or two? And, uh, you'd be surprised at how, how they would, um, uh, take you under their arm pretty much and say, yeah, look, hey, look. And, you know, even showing you the lenses. Because, you know, the rest of the crew members do that. You yeah. Know? All the PAs, that's the first thing they do is they crowd around the guy with the camera or the girl with the camera. <laughs> and they're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I want one. $20,000? Are you serious? <laughs> How much for that lens? Oh, two grand. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty fun. Um, uh, like if you would have been on a set where, wherever I was and you would have started asking questions, I would have not had a problem. And I know anybody that I knew on the set wouldn't have had a problem with you asking questions. Um, even as an actor, you know, there are some famous directors that started out like that as kids, um, you know, kid actors, and then they moved on and they went to direct even Leonardo DiCaprio is one of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, you know, he was an actor. 
um, as a kid, and he grew up in acting. He was in a lot of TV shows and movies and things like that, but he makes films now, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, that's just one. Ron Howard is another one, but that's like so from back when that you may not know who the hell that is. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of people that start out like that. Um, you know, I uh, would totally just give you that advice. Don't be afraid to ever, even if you have to ask that question, can I ask you questions? <laughs> you know, um, that's pretty awesome. Um, so uh, for our listeners about the film that you that you made for our film festival was that your first film shot with a phone um i think maybe not uh i feel like i did make a a video with a phone before but i feel like it was not because before youtube and all that um i would just post videos uh not post that i would create the videos and then I'll text it to my family and friends. So it was probably what, maybe one of those videos that is not out on the internet right now. Yeah. But uh, I feel like I did make a, maybe like on I on my like old iPod touch or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> or my uh, iPhone four. Yeah. I used to make little tiny little videos. They were very silly. Just using apps on the four. Uh, yeah. like, did you ever use the super eight? Oh, I heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. That one was creepy. <laughs> well i made some creepy stuff with it just because it had the, those uh like the old sepia and black and white with the scratches you know like it was film rolling and yeah. um and anyways i made all kinds of little things and yeah that's right you could actually text a video to anybody at that point huh yeah um so so let's talk about what gave you the idea so you 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 went on a on a family trip or something, or how did that work? Yeah, um, we, we were plan uh, we planned on um, a family trip to the Philippines and Japan uh, to meet up with family and friends uh, uh, from from both countries. And you just happened to be out, just kind of like most people do, and just videotape stuff, and then decided to cut uh, a film out of it, or or did you yeah. think about it while you were doing it? Oh, no, I didn't think about what I was doing it. I just, like, filmed for the fun of it. And um, when I got home, uh, I saw how, how much footage I got. Um, I thought it was enough for, like, maybe, like, a short montage around a, around a minute or so. And, um, yeah, I just edited it, see what happened. Uh, found a really good song for it. And, yeah, I really like the outcome of the product. Yeah, definitely. Look at you, product. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it is. It is. It really is. You know, filmmaking is a business now. And yeah. so and that's one of the things I want to talk about, too. We might as well go into that because um, a lot of people are just uh, over the last maybe two years or or just over two years have just started to realize that, you know, about branding themselves. Yeah. And um, and you've been doing that for a while. I mean, you've got you know, uh, we're going to share these links with, with all of you listeners. Um, but you've got a website with a portfolio. You have your YouTube and Vimeo channels for your videos. You have a pace, uh, Facebook page. You have Twitter handles, uh, accounts, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> you have Instagram and you even have ta-da, LinkedIn. How awesome. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. I forgot to, uh, 
I'll send you the um, my IMDb page too. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just like that's. I mean, honestly, there, that's so important that you're setting that up now. So by the time that you're what, like maybe twenty one, twenty two, you should have a really good following, especially because of the content that you're adding to that. Do you read up on these things? How did you get to this point? Um. Sorry, what do you mean? Like, uh, like, how did you how did you know that you had to create these things in order to have uh, a standing online, basically a presence? Okay, uh, so like, um, maybe around. Uh, so I'm like a techie type of person, so I already knew like Google has like this like um, algorithm where like if you search up a person, then the most popular um, website will show up first. Um, so maybe when I was around like 11 or 12, I'd looked at my name. Maybe I found a couple of sites for my family blogs, uh, listed. I like, okay, um, maybe I'll try to make a bunch of social media. They all have a similar, um, Twitter on a similar handle, like the at username and they have similar, all have Seth Dossiegel. So it's like, it's not, it's like, it feels like a much of a, it's not, wait, uh, it feels, it's not a brand, but it looks like a brand because they're all like connected to each other yeah um so like if you looked up my if you looked up my name you can see all of them they're all linked together on my youtube um they all have a similar um uh similar descriptions to each other to be able to for the algorithm for the algorithm to like recognize that uh, if you search up my name seth dosio um it's the same person so yeah that's that's pretty that's pretty good i mean there's not that many people that are your age. I mean, well, I mean, maybe that's just now starting to change. When did you create your LinkedIn? Um, maybe three, mm, maybe three years ago. That's that's just amazing. That just blows me away. So basically, the the you know, I I I I get professionals. I mean, I talk to people all the time. And they're like, oh, I'm like, hey, are you LinkedIn on LinkedIn? And they're like, yeah, nah. you know, and then they'll have one because they do a resume or something. But I, I don't treat I don't see LinkedIn as a resume builder. I see it more as a biography builder professionally, yeah. you know. And so I'm like, God, you got to have a LinkedIn. I'm like, I know you're not into it. And it's not like a Facebook or something like that, where you're just trying to get likes and things like that for the most part. I mean, that's just a way to reach out to, you know, so people will see you. But the purpose of it, like for me is because there's IMDB, but that's specialized for just film and video, you know, type thing. And LinkedIn is like anything you want. It's like, it's like your menu, you know, like when you go (laughs) to the restaurant, it's like, I'll just have, you know, you got burgers, you got fish, you got pasta, you know, that's what uh, people go to. And it does have a good visibility with search engines with your name, yeah. you know, so um, it's uh, it's very impressive um, talking to you because I think, you know, I hope there are a lot of people that will listen. I know a lot of people are into uh, podcasts now. It's becoming a thing. Yeah. Um, I've wanted to have a podcast for years, for example, but between one thing and another, I mean, I, I try to do something and, and just let it sit there just, just to grab it, 
You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. like my name dot com or something like that, and then I don't do anything for it with it for a while because I don't I I have to have a purpose for it, you know. But at least I have it, kind of like you with your license, right? Yeah. Uh, it's out. It's available. I'm gonna go get one, you know. Um, and uh, the the reason for um, wanting to really do the podcast was because. A lot of the filmmakers that I met through the film festivals and and stuff like that, they were not even close to me. They weren't just up in Poway, okay? <laughs> they were like, you know, New Zealand and Spain and, you know, places like that. And I was like, um, how can I just interview them? And not all of them can make it to San Diego. And some do. But then, you know, when you're recording a video, you have a limit to how much, you know, you can do with a video that somebody... Because you're using up somebody's, all their senses with the video, right? They're yeah. listening and they're watching, you know? And so, and they can't move away from it. You know, like with a podcast, you're listening to audio. And uh, you can you can listen to it offline. But you can listen to it online and, and it doesn't stop you from using your hands and watching and, and, and looking through and working on something online at the same time. Yeah. You know, I mean, you could play a video game while you're listening to a podcast, <laughs> That's true. you know, um, and so th- it does have a different uh, thing about it. And um, that's why I wanted it, because I thought, you know, a podcast is so you just have a complete conversation and it can go on for an hour. And it's just like, you know, it's not really eavesdropping because like our listeners right now, they're listening to this and they're sort of connecting and and sometimes i'll i'll speak with someone like you with a guest and you'll answer something and i'm kind of part of me is in tune with our listeners thinking what would they be thinking about this what would they like to ask you you know uh like for example when you said pa before some of our listeners may not even know what that is and so you know then i would say that's a production assistant um And you do a lot more than get coffee for people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the whole purpose of it is so that you learn stuff, right? Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I'm just very impressed that you that you had your LinkedIn, you know, three years ago because that's where, you know, when clients want to hire you or when uh, when it comes to publicity, you know, journalists and stuff like that and they want to write something about you, the first thing they do is they go to see if you have a LinkedIn and they get information, facts about you, you know, from your LinkedIn uh, profile. Yeah. So that's that's pretty amazing. Um, when you used, when you did your video, did you were you hand-holding all your video or did you have a, a grip or a hand grip or a, a steady cam or, or a gimbal or what did you use? Because... Yeah. Um, maybe 25% of them was the Joby hand grip. Uh, I'm not entirely sure what the name of it was, but it's the Joby hand grip. Um, 75% of it was, uh, just handheld, um, probably using my, um, my elbow resting on like something like my leg or uh, an armrest or something like that to keep it steady. Yeah. Do you have a case on your phone when you're doing that or? Yeah, I have a regular uh, Apple case. Good for you, <laughs> because I, I, you know, it's like hundreds and hundreds of dollars if it just slips. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's it's more slippery when there's no no case too. But also what the case does is it gives it a little at, at least a layer between your fingers and the actual phone. Um and I know they have, you know, internal stabilization now on the phones, but there's still little vibrations, you know, uh um, yeah. coming out through our fingers and sometimes it'll show. Do you ever use um you know, I used to put it like if, if I'm going to do a pan and for our listeners, panning means just basically uh, moving left to right or right to left um, uh, with, you know, with a camera. But in this case, the phone, <laughs> um, when you pan, uh, one of the things I was playing around with the slow-mo when it first came out and I was inside of Starbucks and I was panning and I realized that in slow motion, it looks almost like you're using a gimbal. Yeah. You know, so that's like a cool little, little, you just, you use it, you go faster, like normal speed, uh, but you use the slow motion in it. It's kind of a trick, you know, I guess. Um, so you had it steady and then obviously you had music, so you didn't have to worry about audio, right? Yeah. Um, and then you used the Shure mic. I think I know which one you're talking about. Uh, and you had to get the, what is it, E7, the little uh, cable to hook it up to your phone. Yeah. Yeah. I found that out the hard way. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I got home with that and then I'm I'm like, why isn't it working? And, I'm, and I was like, I don't want to have to use the iRig, you know what I mean, yeah. uh, for it. And then I found out that um, I just needed that. It's called the S. C7 actually a uh, little little cable to plug it in um <laughs> that's um so when you use that and you use that does it have a mount for the uh, because that usually hooks up to a shoe on a DSLR right yeah the the Joby one the Joby grip I have I forgot yeah. what it's called but um it's it's neat because uh um it has um uh two accessory uh things on top of it it was called a grip tight pov kit uh from joby so the top they, they um it comes with a uh, bluetooth shutter button and it comes with a standard um horseshoe mount um oh, okay. so i just horseshoe mount the the road uh uh video micro on top of it and yeah um i bought the sc7 uh um cord to connect to the my iPhone, but only problem is that I have an iPhone seven. Yeah. So I had to use the um, the, the lightning to uh, yeah adapter. Yeah, I was not happy when they did that. <laughs> uh. I'm actually my my phone is the six S, um, because I kind of got stuck. Like I need a jack, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you um. Now, when you edit your videos, now listen, listeners, we're talking about a lot of tech stuff, but we we all know, and I preached this during the film festival, right, Seth, about how important the story is, not to get lost in all this. Yeah. But um, we're talking to somebody right now who um, who's really pretty savvy with all this, so we're going to take advantage of you, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, as far as apps are concerned. Um, what um what did you use for editing? Did you go to iMovie and edit it on your phone or did you use your your iMac or what did you do? Yeah, um I transferred over to my iMac and for this project I use a uh, Final Cut Pro X. Ah. That's so similar to uh iMovie though, huh? 
Yeah. It's like a good transition between uh, iMovie and Final Cut Pro. I I started out with iMovie, yeah. and once I went to Final Cut Pro, when they first came out with Final Cut Pro X, like in 2011, I think. Yeah. Um, it was a very like seamless uh, transition, even though other people didn't really like the original version. Um, to me, it felt like it was a big step, big step up from iMovie. Yeah, you know when they so I told you I was working in in video production, so we were using Final Cut. Pro 9, whatever it was. And, you know, um, <laughs> for me, it was completely backwards, Seth. I started oh, yeah. with Final Cut Pro and then went to iMovie um, because I was really interested in, in showing people because of the mobile film school in showing people how to use things that were free. You know, Final Cut yeah. Pro was over $1,000 or something at the time. I think it was like actually... Yeah, I think it was like 800 and something dollars, you know. Um, and so I was like, ah, you know, you could just use iMovie, you know, for to get through some simple stuff, right? Yeah. And, uh, and even iMovie at the time, even though it wasn't as cool as it is now, you know, um, it was still kind of, you know, kind of like a toy. <laughs> and then um then iMovie got really cool. It got a lot better. And then they changed to Final Cut Pro X, you know, FCP. Yeah. And everybody at the office where I was working was so upset because now you couldn't bring into the X the old projects and rob little clips from that uh to use with the with the newer Final Cut. So <laughs> People were really upset with that. And then everything they said, you know, oh, it's too much like iMovie. What are they doing? I'm like, everything is yeah. still there. <laughs> you, it's just not all right there in front of you. You know what I mean? You just have to kind of look for it. But I got used to it right away. And then I decided, you know, I don't want to spend this much money. If I'm going to teach people how to use iMovie, I should be using iMovie all the time, too. And so then I decided, well, I'll just save money, too. <laughs> so um, that's what I use. I use iMovie now, you know. And if I want to get more, you know, because you're limited on your video tracks. Yeah. And so if I need more than two tracks for a video, I finish up, you know, the version of the video. And then I bring it in and add more to it if I want to or something like that, something simple. But um, I do, you know, it's just long, it's it's about being creative. If I needed to do more, then I'll get, you know, Final Cut Pro or something. Uh, but there's also, remember Brian? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how could you forget him already, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Brian, he uses this, uh, uh, I, I had this a long time ago too. Um, it was called Hit, Hit Film. Oh, yeah, Hit Film, yeah. Yeah, and um, just the free version is is pretty cool by itself, you know, to get more done. It has a lot of features in it, and then you can just buy uh, plugins as you need it, you know. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's there's so many options now for video editing. Because before it was like, it was, oh, only video editors want these. Yeah. You know, and now it's like, no, everybody wants them because basically of people like you and then everybody in social media, it, you know, is all on to the fact that videos rule. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they want to, they want to use these things. So the market is a lot bigger now. And, um, yeah. you know, it's the same thing with smartphone filmmaking. So 
your experience with different cameras, you also use DSLRs, you know, obviously, and then you use the, the drone video. Do you shoot in 4K on your on your phone and in your drones? Um, my drone could support 2K. I have the oh, Phantom okay. 3 standard. <laughs> but um, uh, I don't really shoot 4K that much um, on my phone because it takes up a lot of storage on my phone because yeah. I, I mainly have games on my phone. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. um for me it's even just emails hog up my phone (laughs) um so so okay so for next year's film festival you're probably going to make a film i'm just putting you on the spot here aren't you (laughs) (laughs) um yeah um like uh i'm currently making i made a uh, video recent last week um shooting i challenge myself to shoot only with the iphone i have an iphone 7 and i'm also um thinking of making another experimental video for the uh for um myself another maybe i was thinking about the filmic pro contest yeah Yeah. um maybe um but yeah um i'm thinking of uh trying to challenge myself and making more iphone videos now than before Ever since I went to the International Film Festival, seeing what other filmmakers could create, like, inspired me to, like, create with my iPhone as well. Hey, that's a good idea. I almost forgot. Maybe we should talk a little bit about the about the International Mobile Film Festival. Because, you know, luckily it was in San Diego, so it wasn't too hard for you to get there. Your dad, by the way, hi, David. I'm sure he's listening, right? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm the only one here. Sorry. Well, I mean, this isn't live, but I mean, you know, when okay. when it gets published, maybe he'll be listening, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, no, it's going to be a secret. Um, <laughs> um, your dad was so patient, you know, throughout the entire, I mean, because you were there first for the meet and greet, and then you were there Saturday all day, and then you were there Sunday all day. And, yeah. and your dad was there the entire time. You know, just um, he seems like a really supportive dad. Did did he always support you with with all this stuff that you were doing? Yeah, also my mom, but um, oh. we're we're all busy. But uh, my dad said he was um, when he was listening to all the lecture, uh, not lectures, the presentations. Yeah. Uh, he, he said it was very interesting and something new that that he uh, gained more knowledge in. Yeah. Do you you know he could be making movies too? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you remember Mickey, Mickey Harrison, the the eighty three year old my friend who made a film. She was also the uh, Lulu Films, one of the sponsors. Yeah. That film, the cooking uh, movie that she made. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty funny. Um, she's actually working this month uh, on another on another film for next year. Okay. Uh, yeah, and she may just be a competitor next year instead of a sponsor because you know (laughs) i told her i'm like you got to be one you can't compete and be a sponsor that's kind of not right um so um so yeah so i'm just saying you know maybe your dad can um make a movie too (laughs) because he had a phone i could see (laughs) um what is your your dad into also tech inclined (laughs) yeah that's where i got my uh tech type of uh knowledge from yeah. my dad my dad inspired me uh um, when, when i was little um he was like showed me all these cool apple products like when that, the first iMac came out and all that yeah so like awesome. he, he just like uh, he he's one of the 
um, inspirations that got me into um, knowing more about tech. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So a lot of parents don't realize that they just have to spend more time with their kids and just kind of treat them like, you know, the cool things they are. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like they're just like little sponges, like, you know, your, your parents are your heroes, you know, until you grow yeah. up. And, and even so, if you're your heroes when you're a kid and they're a part of it, um, most likely when you grow up, you'll still think of them as such, which is awesome. Um, so, so yeah, so, I mean, I kind of want you to make another film for next year just to see the growth in, um, in what you're doing. Uh, during the Q&A session, remember we were talking about uh, Steven Spielberg and um you know <laughs> what you would say <laughs> yeah <laughs> like and uh, you're like watch me <laughs> that's just oh, like oh. i wanted to quote you in that like so badly <laughs> I-, I remember that moment i was like oh she uh, she set me up perfectly just to say that like i'll be awesome to say that yeah yeah no it was amazing and you know you've been quoted i think um i think uh brian when we did the podcast you know, that he quoted you too, um, <laughs> <laughs> because that was just like so perfect. I was like, my God, it's like, it's almost like it was scripted. It was yeah. like, what you would say to, uh, you know, uh, Steven Spielberg about what was the question? Why don't you kind of talk about that a little bit? Oh yeah. Um, I think the question was like, uh, uh, if Steven Spielberg was in the same room as you and he told you like, Oh, why, why are you wasting your time? Like making movies with like your phone, you should be, being um working with more professional gear uh you know you won't make it in this industry or something like that i forgot the qu- yeah. exactly what the question was but um yeah and then my response was uh watch me <laughs> <laughs> i love it well we're watching <laughs> <laughs> um you know i didn't realize that you had because you didn't go into this part of of it this is why i'm i'm really glad that you were a guest in our podcast because you could share more in depth that way um yeah. but you know, um, I didn't realize that you had all this background with you, you know, and I realize that a lot when I meet a lot of the filmmakers, you know, um, I meet them because they're making movies and films on their phones. And, and, and that's really about all I know about them, you know, unless they come yeah. to the film festival and they really want to go more in depth, you know, during the, the Q and A's and things like that. But, uh, it's a lot of times in, in, you know, if you get a chance to listen to the previous episode, this is like 31. <laughs> but, you know, um, if you go back and just kind of pick and choose some of them, uh, you'll realize that there are a lot of the a lot of filmmakers that are making podcast. I mean, podcast um, phone films, right? Films with their with their smartphones, whether it be an iPhone or a Samsung or whatever. And you'll see their backgrounds and they have really interesting backgrounds, you know. Um, and uh, and I just didn't realize that you had all this behind you, which is fantastic at 18. And I mean, and literally, you. you just turned 18 in April, the same, you, you know, just a few days or something like that from the film festival, right? So, yeah. So that's like, it, yeah, I really, I'm really glad that, that we met because, I mean, I would love to see you even if you don't make films, you know, to keep being a part of our, our community in mobile filmmaking in San Diego, which is connected to the, you know, to it worldwide, globally, 
um, and always, you know, keep connecting and networking with all these filmmakers. Like, for example, um, as you were talking about making films, you know, some of the filmmakers that you met, like um, like Brian or Norell or any of them, uh, they came all the way out from Australia. I mean, yeah. Australia is like literally one of the farthest places from where <laughs> we are right now. Um, and so to connect with them and you did you uh, did you guys connect um, after? Yeah, uh, I didn't. I wish I had a business card, but uh, I I connected to the I connected with them through like Twitter yeah. and all that. Um, but uh, right after the um, film festival, I realized like oh, I need to get a business card, so I made a business card. And then also my website, I didn't have that website during the festival, so I made that after after the festival as well. Well, you know, um, you know, I'm going to share this all over my social media, and they're connected to that. And then I'm going to share it for our listeners. If you go to Mobile M O B I L Film Festival um, on Facebook, it's going to go there as well as our Twitter and all that. So when you go there and you check out the, um, I write an article you know, about each, each podcast, uh, that I have. Um, I don't just put out the sh- podcast and, and put all the links on the, on the notes and say, have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> um, because, um, when we, when we do that, um, you'll have an, op- they'll have an opportunity to connect with you, um, that way. And, you know, uh, if you connected with them, uh, especially I think Facebook is better for messaging, um, I kind of wish after everything that's gone on with Facebook that they would just have like a messaging app and throw everything else away almost, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it's like, I think a lot of people that I know just use Facebook for messaging. Yeah. It's, it's really free. weird, huh? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's got a great messaging apps that, that kind of works almost like a text message on your phone, you yeah. know, but you can connect with people like, I don't know. My idea would be like, hey, Facebook, you know what? Get rid of your personal social media part profiles and just have everybody create like a simple profile for messaging. I mean, you could do group messaging if you really wanted to, you know, and um, and one on one. And I mean, you could get they could get away with just doing that on Facebook, you know, and and stop all this, you know, uh. (laughs) <laughs> every I don't want to go there, but everything yeah. that's happening with Facebook, <laughs> um, you know, and then just use that. And then uh, profile pages, you know, the public ones that we all know is going to go everywhere, right? All the data is going to go everywhere. And that's for businesses and brands and, you know, public figures like that, like Seth. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I um, really wanted to um, also go over. So. You said you used um, the um, Final Cut for your film. Yeah. And um, and then and Final Cut doesn't have an app for the phone yet, right? No, they don't. Yeah. Have you? <laughs> that would be funny, right? Um, <laughs> if you uh, have you edited on the phone before? Um, I used iMovie sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And um, what about because um, I use I use not on the phone so much because it, it like you, it hogs up all my phone, all the, yeah. all the memory, all the storage. Um, but I've played around with it, too. Um, there was a there was an app a long time ago. Do you remember it was it used to be called Splice? 
I'm not. I feel maybe it sounds familiar just a little bit. I'm not sure. Yeah. So basically, it it would do. You could do. Tr- so on the phone, you you shoot stuff, right? And then you bring open up this app, Splice, and you can from your camera roll, you'd get your video. And then you can use transitions and titles, and then it would connect for audio. Like it had little silly little songs, you know, whatever. But it could also connect to your iTunes or GarageBand. Oh, okay. And um, and you could use, you know, you could use your own audio. Um, and that's kind of like what got me on the idea, you know, because I used to play around with GarageBand making like kind of jokes as, you know, just for experimenting, you know, just yeah. like songs, music. This is like way back, like 2007 or something, you know, 2006, 2005, I don't know. And, um, and then I thought, well, you know, I don't really want to mess anymore with like royalties and all this stuff for making music, you know, um, and copywriting. And why should I pay for music if I can make just little things at least, you know, on my yeah, own? Because they're not like, hey, check out my song and rock out to it. You know, it's not like yeah. that. <laughs> it's just like songs that fit you know you just got to have something on some of these videos especially like promotional videos right the ones you're talking about you know how that goes it's like yeah, just some put type something of ambient noise yeah yeah uh, amb- ambient sound, uh music ambient you know something to go kind of along with that yeah exactly and so you just need something and so i was like well you know you can combine little things and nobody's really like listening to it like it's you know i'm listening to i don't know name a band whatever your favorite one is there's so many i don't even want to name one because people will say she listens to that Um, (laughs) (laughs) but whatever it is you just make a song and you put it on your video and it's really it's half and half right so it doesn't have to be the best thing in the world it just has to be half of the best (laughs) (laughs) you know and then you use that with your videos and things like that well i think uh where did you get your your song from um, for this one, I think it was from the YouTube audio library. Yeah. I just ran into that the other day, actually. I was like, oh, they have their own library, <laughs> uh. <laughs> you know? Um, and so, but they have a lot of songs on there, Yeah, you know, but I've actually listened to commercials before where they're using an iMovie song. Oh, really? They? <laughs> yep. Uh, I, I'm trying to remember, you know, one day, because we're both in the same kind of city and so i'm sure i don't watch tv but i watch youtube videos and i know they they kind of promote stuff from us you know from san diego on the commercials so next time i figure out which one it was i'm gonna let i'm gonna send you a message and say listen to this (laughs) (laughs) you'll go what that's an iMovie and iMovie gives you like maybe what seven songs or something like that yeah so i'm like i can't believe someone used a television commercial right where they have good budgets and they used an iMovie song <laughs> that, like, most people would recognize and go, obviously, you just edited this on iMovie or you're just using the iMovie song, you know. Uh, because a lot of people don't know that when you use those songs, you don't have to worry about royalties. Yeah. And um, if you upload the Apple Loops on your GarageBand um you don't have to worry about those either. They're yours. You compose your own music with it. It's kind of one of the cool things that I like about Apple. Now, you know, Brian, <laughs> <laughs> you know where I'm going with this? Yeah. 
because Brian and Norell had the the Battle of the Phones, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the Battle of the Bands, um, and um, uh, we, you know, we had this huge. Well, it wasn't huge; it was hysterical, actually. Um, this ongoing battle between Norell Nash, who won third place in our film festival, and Brian Hennings, who won first place. And uh, they had this comical battle going on between them about that. And then you jumped in in that podcast and you kind of tried leveling the field a little bit because you're also a, an Apple fan. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm also like, uh, nothing wrong with Samsung, but like, I'm mainly like Apple person, but I see Samsung's uh, pros and cons. I, I still I still notice Apple's pros and cons. Yeah. So I was able to like neutral, be neutral at the same time, like provide like, uh, a neutral answer to both sides for the two competitors. <laughs> yeah, no, and you know, honestly, like like I was telling them at the time too. I've seen some videos that were not shot with an iPhone, and they're aesthetically, you know what I mean, with the resolution and everything. They just look really nice. Um, this uh, the last podcast that we just did, episode thirty. Or listeners, see, they're always there. Um, you know, I'm thinking about you. <laughs> um, they, um, it was a film that I just got to see. It's brand new, and it was shot with a OnePlus Five. Oh, okay. Yeah, have you heard about the OnePlus? I, I think so. Yeah, is it, is it those ones where you like clip on like a add-on to your phone, or? I'm, you know, I'm in kind of a dork on this one i have no idea but i had heard about it from before from people that you know that i've been talking to about mobile film i think it was about three years ago that someone was saying you know everybody keeps talking about androids and you know samsung's and this and that and nobody talks about the one plus and i love it you know and it makes it shoots really great video and so when i saw that film i didn't realize what she shot it on it was christina isoli um, I didn't realize that she shot it with a OnePlus and, um, it just, because the film, I mean, it's also the way that it's shot and made. It's got really cool titles and transitions with music and, you know, the colors, every, she worked on every little aspect. So, um, even, you know, the, the wardrobe that they used, the colors that they used, everything. And I completely forgot I was watching, it was like 12 minutes or something like that. And I completely forgot that I was watching a film that was shot on, on a phone, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah, and the quality of that phone was pretty awesome, you know? To me, to me, what gets me, I mean, chime in whenever you want to, but to me what gets me is the, you know, the cost of using apps with Android versus, you know, Apple. Yeah, for, for me it's like... um. It's it's not based it's not based on like what phone you use like it could be a iPhone it could be Android, um, but for me it's like if the story is good and if the editing is good, uh, it hides the fact that it was shot by um, that so that shot by something that you can have in your pocket, even though it looks it, even though it looks still looks really great footage, it just hides the fact that, um, that the good editing and good storytelling hides the fact that uh, the viewer. Um, the viewer's perception of like what a phone would look like. I, I don't know, something like that. 
Yeah, no, you're right. And that's like, you know, like what I was saying before that when it comes down to it, it's about having a good story, but you know, also the way that you structure it and how you're going to present it and perform it basically in a video or a film. Yeah. Um, are you going to, um, I know that your specialty is promo videos and you like document. That's, you know, my favorite genre is documentaries as well. Um, and, um, but do you, do you plan on making, uh, you know, narrative stories like, you know, like cinema movies, actually actual movies too? Um, with actors? Yeah. At the moment, I'm not entirely sure. Um, I, I like documentaries mainly because, uh, it doesn't involve like, I don't know. I, I just, the script, scripts take me a while to create, like I maybe make like, two short films uh, that, that I, I really enjoy to make. And uh, I really, I really, uh, that two short films that I like the script, yeah. um, maybe a year. Um, but I, I want to get into more narrative films, but, um, documentaries, I feel uh, it's more like, that's your thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. And, and you know, the cool thing about it is like, even a documentary, you have to have, well, you know this from the field. You have to have a, a script, too. It's just a yeah. different kind of a script. It's more like a planning script. Like, here's your audio and here's your video. And here's, you know, you have on one side, it's a two-column script. And, yeah. um, you know, you you're, see, my thing, they used to call me the B-roll queen. <laughs> <laughs> and anyone who's listening to all my podcasts knows that I mentioned this a lot because I, I miss it, you know, Um B-roll to me is an art form in itself, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, you could shoot something in 10 different angles, you know, and throughout your video, you may be able to use the same thing, you know, just because you shot it in different, different ways and it fits in as long as it fits. Okay. Um, but, um, when it comes to documentaries, um, there's an art form to it as well, because there's, there's, different kinds of documentaries, right? There's like the documentaries where you're sharing a, a particular story, you know, uh, with your viewers um, and you're bringing someone into a compl- that story, you know, and it's not made up. It's, it's true. You're gathering yeah. facts. When you're interviewing people, you can't put words in their mouth and things like that, right? Um, but you can go in with this insight. I'm going to make a story about bears and how bears love trash cans. I'm just... Giving you an example, right? Okay. And then all of a sudden, you you go there and you're shooting. You're thinking it's all about bears and how they get into trash cans, but you find out there there's all these raccoons. <laughs> <laughs> and so now it's like, whoa, this is turning into a bears fighting raccoons over the trash can contest contents, right? And so now your story, you're going, you can't get away from the raccoon. So you know what? We're gonna have to change the documentary. It's not about bears getting into trash cans. It's, now it's about how the bears and the raccoons fight for trash stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. You know? It's cool how documentaries could like when you're right when you're filming and the moment they, it could like evolve the story and all that. Like depending on the situation or whatever's happening in the documentary that you're filming. Yeah, yeah, and then you know you have that choice to make as the, as the you know the filmmaker you know making that documentary whether you're going to follow that path and continue that way. 
or just, you know, wait and, and shoot it again. And maybe, you know, it, it will be the way that you want it to and things like that. But you can't change. You can't create the story is what I'm trying to yeah. say. Um, which is really, really, and that's a challenge in itself. Some people think, oh, it's just about recording interviews and people and things around there, and that's it. Well, no, it's a story too, and, and but it's yeah. it's got its really cool challenges to it. I really, I really do enjoy documentaries a lot. Um, yeah, me too. Do you? You said you were at Comic Con in 2016. That's the time when I was first there doing my filmmaking panel for smartphones. Isn't that funny? Um, uh. Yep. And I remember what you were talking about that broadcast, because I think that was the first time they introduced that. It was like their own TV or something, right? Basically with all the panels. Well, a lot of them. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. They don't do it anymore, though. Oh, no, I haven't kept up with. <laughs> the, yeah. They, I think yeah. they only did it that one year and then they stopped or something. But uh-huh. or maybe they did some last year. I can't remember. Um all I know, it was a big deal that year. <laughs> they were really marketing it. Are you going to go again? Um, I, I was going to, but then um, me and my family are going other places to hang out since I'm graduating nice. soon. Um, that's awesome. There's an opportunity for another video for you, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, I've got a, a little game that I want to play with you really quick. Okay. Because... Um, you know, I told you, I did tell you, you're, everybody else is going to get jealous. You told them, you didn't tell us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, uh, you're going to have 20 seconds. And uh, how about we do apps that, ah. that you like? Okay. Or that you've used. How's that? Apps that you've right. used. I mean, now that we can go back, since you were like eight, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe we can go back and you can name all the apps that you can um that you like or that you've used at least um like did that be filmmaking related or yeah kind of okay. well at least that you use in film like even if they're a fo- for a photo photography um you can put you know those photographs in your video as well so just name all the apps that you've used that end up in your videos in any okay. video how's that okay sure yeah. all right okay um, ready set and there's going to be an alarm at the end, by the way, just to give you a heads up. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll lower my volume. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't lower it. I want it to stout to surprise you. <laughs> okay. All right. And go. Uh, Pro HDRX, um, Philip Pro. Um, I use Adobe uh, apps like Lightroom, uh, their Photoshop mobile version. Uh, one second every day. It's a cool app. Um, where like you, you could film one second every day and you can have like a montage of your life. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 20 seconds it goes before you know it. Hey, that's pretty cool. I've heard of that app before. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty cool idea that just gives me some ideas for something. Um, but I won't share it with anyone yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, we're going to do a... Um, we're going to do a bonus episode with Seth uh, on our Patreon page. And uh, it's going to be exclusive just for our patrons. Um, Seth, why don't you share what we're going to do that ab- about? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, we're, we're going to talk about an app, uh, a Chroma King, a Chroma King or 
a yep. green screen app for your phone um, that allows you to um, in post um, put in anything on your phone through chroma keying and also features like um, uh, marks that will help motion track your phone when you're uh, editing on like file cut or like premiere or any like hit film hit film express uh, anything that could um, be able to uh, uh, chroma key cool all right guys so uh, follow us on patreon.com slash sbp podcast is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners seth before we leave that they really need to know about mobile filmmaking that maybe um, you didn't know until you did it? Um, uh, when I went to the film festival, uh, it made me realize how much mobile filmmaking is actually the future. Um, like uh, recently, uh, Red came out with their new phone. Another company is coming out with phones that are like similar quality now. Um, but yeah, when I went to the film festival, uh, without going to that film festival, I wouldn't have known that. I I, I probably would have had an idea, but I wouldn't have like a. I would have a broad idea, but without going to the film festival, I wouldn't have a strong idea and knowledge about how phones is the future about of uh, the future of filmmaking. That's awesome. I didn't pay him to say that. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, it's true. It's because you get to meet so many different people and so many different views and everything just kind of comes together and all the presentations and everything. And speaking of the film festivals really quick, how did you, what was your favorite part? I know you said it in that other podcast, but maybe listeners haven't heard about it yet. Um, uh, So what was your favorite part of the film festival experience for you? Uh, My favorite part was the red carpet because I was my first red carpet. Um, me taking a photo on the red carpet as well as me with my dad and with uh, um, the cosplayers um, but also uh, networking was also great um, it'll give me another opportunity to network I wish I had a business card or <laughs> something else uh, I only had like social media so I follow them on Twitter but um, next time uh, at any other event I would go to I'll probably bring uh, a couple of business cards and may- maybe like follow them on Twitter again or something like that or any social media platform. Awesome. Awesome. All right, listeners. So I hope you enjoyed uh, this podcast and um, I find it very special. Seth, you're, you're amazing and awesome. Thank you. And, uh, and uh, follow Seth. Seth, what's one at least, well, why don't you name two of your favorite um social media profiles that they can follow you on in case i don't feel like reading the notes okay um i like twitter uh sesti films or instagram sesti films i post uh photos and i do stories sometimes on my instagram twitter i just talk about stuff, filmmaking related stuff or drone related stuff or tech related stuff um yeah yeah, and you've shared, I know I retweeted one of your videos, um, your tutorial. Well, it was a review, actually. Yeah. Oh, app. yeah. Um, they, um, they, they off, uh, it was, the app is called uh, Inlight, Video, Inlight Video Pro, I think. Or, uh, that's, pro, that's a pro version. Uh, it's called Inlight Video Leap. Um, they, re- they reached out to me because they saw that I was go- attending the International Film Festival. And they offered me like a pro uh, version of their... Uh, app to try out and I did I really liked it so much that um, 
I wanted to make a video review about it. And uh, I've always wanted to make like tech reviews, but I never like. Nice. Of, but I never like, like, wasn't sure how to like create them. Yeah. For myself, um, so I try to find my my own version or my own way of creating tech reviews. So this vid, my video of um, the review about this app, was like, the the main app the main video that showed me what type of video or what type of tech reviews i could be making in the future yeah. so may, it also motivated me motivated me to like create other tech review videos so hopefully in the future i create other tech review videos as well not just apps but maybe like products um etc yeah that's a great idea and and uh yeah you're right they probably you know um heard about it uh from that you were in the film festival and they thought how cool is that we'll offer him to you know review one of our apps and do it on video um that's awesome seth congratulations for all your success you only have a few more years to go of life yeah right? <laughs> <laughs> it's Thank like you. that's amazing uh so you're way ahead of the game um and uh, uh i hope that people out there are inspired to just just jump in because you heard it from Seth. It's the future. <laughs> yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye.